Chapter 30, Palma. Palma packed his bag again. He stayed in a room that mimicked the feeling of being lost in transit, purposefully rough around the edges to create that authentic experience of missing a connecting flight. Bare rooms, cold air, a bed from makeshift seats, expensive food, TV ads in foreign languages, and intermittent Wi-Fi. It was popular among social media influencers that wanted to recreate the lost digital nomad experience. For Palma, however, it was the cheapest room available. He was disheveled and groggy, both from the room and the conversation with Esper. In his time at the airport, he watched the families run to check-in counters together. That's what he used to do with his own family when he was younger. Despite being alone for only a few days, he missed them. However, he didn't know whether he could trust that feeling. Was it just separation anxiety? The ultimatum felt like betrayal. When Esper mentioned there being a deeper truth lurking in his family, this supposed limiter that manipulated the markets, it threw his own sense of self into further disarray. Was this what his parents were hiding? Why was Mother Mech involved? Is this what he was looking for? He prided himself on being an Emmer, following in the footsteps of renowned public servants. But if they acted unethically, did any of it matter at all? He had to know the truth. Hearing Esper give the advice of never being sure gave Palma a direction of growth that he would strive for. He still wanted to help others, but before he did so, he would strive to learn as much as he could. Like Flora said, actually talking to others before helping. Before he saw his parents again, Palma had to take care of his hair. It was always in that silly bowl cut because his mom cut it that way. He left the airport and found himself in the city in front of a barbershop the window mirror reflecting the young man with a bowl cut for hair and unkempt beard. I want it all shaved off, head and beard, Palma told the barber. As it all came off, the mirror reflected the emmer that he was. You look like that championship runner, that Satello guy, the barber said. You must get that a lot now. Palma didn't respond. The mirror reflected Satello's face instead of his. He closed his eyes, bowed down and took a deep breath. He thought about Flora's words after the trial. You, Palma, you hide behind your helping to make yourself feel needed. The answer for now was not to rush into helping. It must be done for the right reasons. He would first find the truth before acting. Palma slowly opened his eyes. It wasn't Satello staring back at him anymore. It was himself. Bald head, shaved beard. For the first time, a clean slate. Palma paid and thanked the barber before heading back to his parents. He would confront them about the truth. Without hesitation, Palma knocked on the door of his family's home. He heard some slow shuffling until Tinu opened it. His father, stunned, fidgeted with his glasses on his face until Palma's shaven head made sense. Tinu leapt to hold his son, angling him in. To Palma, it felt like his father was afraid he might slip away again. Palma didn't reciprocate. I knew you'd be back. Your hair, Tinu said. Palma took Tinu's hands off his shoulders as Clara walked around the corner, peering at him from a distance. I'll come back, but before I tell you what I know, you need to first release Rulo and Saga and then tell me everything. Everything? We first need to corroborate the truth, Clara said from behind Tinu. Palma was serious. He would do this on his own terms or not at all. 
Release Rulo and Saga now. Tell whomever you're going to call to release them to have Rulo or Saga text me and tell me that they have been released. If you don't, I will gladly step out again. Clara waited a moment and then picked up the phone. Two minutes later, while the family was staring at each other, Palma received a text from Saga. We're free. Palma told his parents what he knew. They worked with Mason to hack the public car markets, and through some scheme, they successfully detected the random numbers from the Council of Seven using the Mech Institute servers as the access point. I helped them get access to the servers. Tinu let out a sigh of relief. Was Esper right? Was something else afoot? Is that all? Clara asked. Yes, something else was definitely going on. You tell me. Before I left, you told me there's so much that you don't know. If I'm going to be a part of this family in any capacity, the whole truth needs to come out. Now. Palma said, still trying to protect Esper by playing this game of truth. Clara frowned. What did Esper tell you? Palma felt heat rise into his temples. He tried to suppress it. What does it matter? That won't change anything about your responsibility right now to tell me what's going on. It does matter. Because what Esper might know can derail everything. What is everything? Tell me. Palma looked at Tinu, hoping his father had the courage to speak up. Tinu saw that glance and stepped forward. Palma, before we share this, we just want you to understand the goal. All we do is just tell me, Palma shouted at Tinu. Please just listen. All we do is a service and sacrifice to this city. We work hard to deliver the salvation we need. Do you understand that? Palma knew what that meant. The truth would be morally and ethically dubious. He nodded. For the past 20 years, we've been running a limiter on the city's telecoms infrastructure for the sole purpose of slowing down others' trades in the public car markets. It was true. Esper was right. Palma felt dizzy. Tinu continued. We send imperceptible denial-of-service attacks to key nodes. This has helped the Emmers to arbitrage from trades to keep up its mission of supporting the city. It's not illegal, and we ultimately still end up owning more of the gridlock, which means we still pay a high amount of taxes. You've been basically denying others equal and fair access to the public car markets? All this time, it's... Palma said, suddenly stopping. Puzzle pieces were falling into place. Did this affect Flora and her mother? Wait, does this mean that during times of volatility, it's particularly useful? Yes, and to answer the rest of what I suspect you want to ask, no. This did not affect the Kaigos losing money. They were overleveraged, and how would you know? If this limiter slowed down their trades, they might have been able to save their leveraged positions. They might have never lost all their money. Palma, we're talking about an advantage of a few milliseconds here and a few milliseconds there. It would not have affected the Kaigos. Over time, though, through attrition, you've likely caused many to lose money through this manipulative arbitrage scheme. Clara stepped up. Remember, the Emmers are by far the best equipped to help save all of us in the city. It's our duty. His parents' words were like salt on a wound. Palma wanted to rail against his parents, to say, what's the point? You want that, don't you? To feel that power, to feel like you are needed. I know that because that's what you instilled into me. But he remembered his goal. First listen, then help. That was the only way to steer this ship back into ethical waters. He calmed down, and with a resolute force, he asked, Is that all? Is there more? T 
Tinu and Clara shared one of their glances. She nodded. Palma couldn't believe it. There's more. Clara stepped forward. I have a sister. We were estranged for several years before you were born, and in the past years, we made amends. You've met her. Palma felt like he should laugh, but his body wasn't responding. Clara continued. It's Mother Mech. Real name, Sonia. It's how we knew where to find your friends. She puts trackers in most of her mechs, including the ones you chose for Flora. It wasn't because Sonia knew about your hacking job, it was just business. Luckily, that's how we found Esper, Rulo, and Saga. When we traced their IP addresses to an empty corner bakery, Sonia noticed the dog bowls and speculated that it could be them. And since she knew you hacked our emails and saw you with them in the mech halls, they were the chief suspects. Thus, we traced the history of the mech's locations just in case it overlapped with where they chose to run away to. Luckily, because Flora trained in the storm drain with the mech, that's where we found them hiding. Wow. So many questions raced through Palma's head. The images of both his mother and aunt pulling their ponytails flashed before him. But why were they estranged? Why did his parents keep it a secret? Was it because Mother Mech, or Sonia, was from the trunks? All this opposition to the trunks. Is that all a ruse too? Who even knew about this? Did the rest of his family know? Do you want to ask something about it? Clara asked as she moved forward and put her hand on his shoulder. It's been a while since she showed any intimacy toward Palma. It felt like a thirst-quenching gulp of cold water after a dry, sunny day. Palma had so many questions, but the experience was entirely jarring. He wasn't there anymore, like sandpaper slowly smoothing him away from his reality. He had to stop. He had to take a breather. Like drifting through a memory, he got up without a word and ghosted towards his room. Palma, stop. There's something more. It's important that you know. I know this is difficult for you, and we appreciate that you are willing to sit through this and work with us. Palma stopped, even though he wasn't sure if his legs had moved at all on his way to his room. River knew, Tinu said, the phrase flapping like a nearby moth's wings into Palma's ears. Flora's dad knew about the limiter. He accidentally discovered it two decades ago. Your mother and I weren't working at the Institute at the time, but the Emmers then saw fit to intimidate him to stay quiet. This was all that Flora wanted to know. For so long, River had told Flora that he was protecting them from something. It was the Emmers. Palma couldn't feel anything anymore. He was a clogged drain, the flotsam and jetsam of words from his parents blocking his feelings from rushing through. There were words being spoken in the background, but it wasn't registering. He hovered away from it and collapsed onto his bed, the soft pillow absorbing his cleanly shaven head. He fell into an abyss. Palma dreamt of nothing. When he woke, a fresh breakfast and coffee waited next to him. He slowly ate it as he came back to reality. With some hesitation, he tried to recount what he had heard the day before. Manipulating markets, a new ant, and River Kaigo's intimidation. They lied to him. They kept the truth from him. Yet, they were still family. Had the rest of the Emmers manipulated his parents? He knew they were good people. They've always treated him with kindness, care, and celebrated all his wins. There was one truth that had a time limit, however, that he couldn't give time to process. River. Flora had not quit, and she could soon leave without the truth. 
He sat up and massaged his head when his mother peered around the door. Her body language was non-confrontational, hunching over her hands that were resting in front of her chest. She stepped in and sat down opposite him on a chair. We want to make amends. We can help Flora, she said, stunning Palma. She hunched forward and put her hand on Palma's knees. Look, I'll start. I'm sorry. I was just so focused on ensuring that we would be safe. If word got out about the limiter, we risked losing everything, including this home. The family still supports us, and it was our mistake to bear. As much as it is important to keep that hidden for our own good and the greater good of this city, I want to make it up to you. I appreciate that you were willing to come back, to listen, and I want to make sure we don't lose each other again. You were right, we treated you like a child, and it's time that changed. Palma nodded. She continued, We want to repair our relationship. While we disagree, we know Flora means a lot to you. We will allow you to tell her about River, but in order to ensure that we protect this family, we will have to ensure that she wins. Ensure that she wins? Palma wanted to tell his mother that she planned to quit. That hadn't happened, and he didn't fully trust his mother yet, so he kept listening. She continued, Look, if she wins, she gets what she wants. You get to help, the family remains safe, and we can grow closer again. We can make that concession for you. It was absurd. How? Clara hesitated. There were more than trackers on Flora's mech. She stopped, waiting for Palma's reaction. He was surprised, and he increasingly felt like a fool for it. Where was this going? And? There's a remote access stabilizer in it, enough that allows us to add marginal benefit without her noticing. Stabilizers are not allowed, but as you know, the Mech Institute does Mech certification for the Hope Runner's office. We let it slip through without notice in case we needed it. You can tell her the truth, and we will help her win. It's a risk we are willing to take. There was so much Palma didn't know. Fraudulent certifications? They were so nonchalant about it. When would this end, if ever? He contemplated his options. It wasn't so much about helping Flora win, but that she deserved the truth. Was that selfish? Unfortunately, he also dealt with the dilemma that Flora might still quit. There wasn't time. He would deal with his family's transgressions at a later time. He took a deep breath. Mom, Flora needs to know. That's all that matters now. If that means you want her to win so she can leave with that information, then so be it. Clara rubbed his knee and nodded. It will be okay. Palma wasn't so sure. He hoped Flora would agree to meet. I have the truth about your father. Please, can we meet?